When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Ghost in the Night, a Hauntings and Paranormal Podcast. I'm your host, Phil Sams. Thank you so much for taking the time to check out episode 41. Now, today we have a fascinating conversation. I spoke recently to a demonologist slash exorcist, and that is Reverend L.J. Connell. We talked for about an hour and a half. This episode is pretty much the first 31 minutes or so of the conversation. The rest of the conversation will be in later episodes to come. Pretty much what we talk about in this portion of the uh, interview is how to identify demonic activity and also how to protect yourself, worst case scenario. So you're definitely going to want to check out my conversation with him. Let's go ahead and get the podcast started. Ghost in the Night with Phil Sams. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Ghost of the Night. Now, if you've listened to me, you know that I have been planning and have even started doing a series of podcasts devoted to the topic of demons and demonology. And uh, today is the second episode, essentially, and I scheduled an interview with Reverend L.J. Connell. Reverend, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Well, thank you for the invite. Appreciate it. Now, you are... Uh, Reverend of, I don't know exactly which denomination, I believe you're non-denominational, correct? Correct. Yes. And you have vast experience in demonology. You would categorize yourself, or you definitely are a demonologist. Yes, I would say that. Um, kind of go into exactly what got you to this point, because demonology is kind of, a demonologist is kind of one of those things where it's, you're not going to find it at any university, but you know there and there are a number of people, especially in the internet world, that think they're or claim to be a demonologist. What actually drew you to this area of expertise, and what did you actually have to do to, or what? How do you be, how do you actually become a demonologist? Is basically what I'm trying to get at in a really long way. Sure, sure, no, no worries. Um, I, mostly demonologists are self-proclaimed. Um, it's, it's just basically the study of, right. um, the demonic. Um, but there are a number of, um, legitimate authors out there that have some good works, uh, they write some good stuff. Um, uh, just, you, you study those. There are some schools that have, uh, a course on the demonic uh, angelology and uh, really there's not that much out there that's that's written right you know most of it is not most I shouldn't say most there's a lot of it that is just uh, experience based right 
things that they've run into in the field and such. Mm -hmm. Uh, I myself, uh, I started, wow, when I was young, um, you know, I started seeing, I saw things that I couldn't explain. I was actually, you know, a line of angels just lined up next to the road. And, you know, people think I'm crazy and I know what I saw in my right mind, et cetera, et cetera. But since then, uh, I think I was about five. And since then, things would happen to me quite frequently. See things, experience things. Um, and it wasn't ghostly. You know, it was it was either demonic or angelic, one of the two. Right. I've never actually seen a ghost. Never um, something like that. And, you know, through my life, uh, I became a Christian when I was really young. Gave my life to Christ, and I studied um, just scripture. That's that's the best preparation for anything. You right. know, you, you got to know your your right. uh, your foundation. Yeah, you got to know what you're talking so, about, and the only way to do that <laughs> is to study and learn it. Yeah, yeah. Be founded in in what you you know your your theology, your belief, what what you know. <clears throat> um, it, it. I grew up in the Protestant Church. Um, charismatic. Um, I don't know. It was a charismatic Church of God. Was the first one I ever went to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I had a different relationship, I think, with God than than uh, people in the congregation did. It was just different. It was more parental. So right. I kind of grew up alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he was my true guide in life. I'd read, go to pastors, etc. But later in life, you know, these, these, these things got more and more intense, these attacks. And then at one point, I had enough, and I knew the authority that I had, so I, I just took it. Right. You know, go away. And that's when everything changed. And uh, started studying more. What, what are these things? Where did they come from? Um, why... Why is the Protestant Bible so silent on some of this stuff? Now, what can you glean from this stuff? Mm-hmm. And there are um, a number of works out there from early church fathers, you know, from the second century uh, that talk to a lot of this. Uh, they, they go into it in a little more detail. Mm-hmm. Most of it is uh, learned about, well, what's, uh, what can we guess that they are? Because we know that angels do this. Right. Um, so it was, uh, also in, um, from exorcists, the writings of, um, prominent exorcists, many have books, of course, those are some good works because they have direct interaction with the demonic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, let me, let me stop you right there real quick. Now, from what you've kind of just explained, it almost, you're describing, uh, let me, it, to my listeners and my followers, what you mm-hmm. just said, you're kind of explain or described of, it seems like you actually might have some psychic or medium mediumship type abilities. Now, I know that's real iffy in just about every religion. You know, they don't really, <laughs> you know, they don't really buy into that. A person has, can communicate per se with spirits unless, mm-hmm. you know, you're dealing with God Almighty. Um, what is your view on that? I mean, that's it's kind of what you explained, but how do you view it? I don't. I wouldn't call it that. Okay. Um, 
there's <clears throat> there are gifts, right. you know, um, the spiritual gifts that are given, mm-hmm. and that we have. Uh, I know some some do call it uh, medium, psychic medium, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. But I think it's all in what you you are communicating with and how you go about doing it mm-hmm. and how it happens. Right. Now, I am not to ever um, use a word or divine or seek out interaction with anything right. spiritual. Mm-hmm. Like, um, other than, you know, praying, you know, I, I know that Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit, uh, and Christ, I, I can expect interaction from them. Right. But anything else would be a. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. I mean, because. I mean, and that is my when Otherwise I. Otherwise, it's it's witchcraft or divination. Exactly. Um, when I started, uh, I let me when I started this series of podcasts, which I just aired my first episode uh, last Thursday. Um, I was real, you know. I'm not an overly religious person, but I'm not an atheist by any stretch of imagination. In our in our discussion pre discussion, you know, I explain my philosophies essentially on religion. Sure. Um, but I do have faith. I do believe in the spiritual realm as in angels, demons, God. I believe in a creator, you know, whatever you want to call him, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to judge anybody by what they call the the gods that they worship. You know, or sure. we can we can go and that this is a whole episodes series of episodes in itself. But sure. you know, I wanted to focus these the series of you know, podcast episodes, you know, kind of, I don't, I don't want to use the word take religion out of it, but I wanted to look at it from the view of to where everybody would understand it. And mm-hmm. the more I started researching it, and I was like, oh, you know, this is going to be harder than I thought. I mean, <laughs> you can't, because um, demon, it's inherently the right the, theological. Exactly. And so, you know, I quickly abandoned that out, but I still wanted to kind of include the people the non-believing people or the people without oh, faith sure. so you know because they are just likely just as likely to have a demonic problem than somebody that is um of of faith but yeah, you better th- believe it probably even more so but i but i did and speaking of that i'm kind of getting a little bit off topic but i wanted to get your opinion i was you know i'm continually doing my research on this topic because you can probably spend a lifetime and never be a complete and total master of it. But I did come Very across, true. I did come across something in my readings that uh, the person kind of expressed through the writing that, how can I say this? An atheist is less likely to have a demonic um, attack or attachment or possession than a true believer. And this is because a demon's main as main purpose as a servant to the devil or Satan or whatever you want to call that entity is to corrupt the soul or the spirit of the living and bring them to hell, set them on the path to damnation. Uh-huh. And this person basically was stating that if the non-believer doesn't have near the interaction or possibility of being possessed or having these activities because they're already there. The only true people that are having these encounters or this this problem essentially is the true believers because that is who the demons have to work on. They've already got the non-believers. They don't have to waste their time 
to kind of put it lightly or you know dumb it down a little bit they don't have to waste their time on the atheist or the the true sinners that don't put a lot of faith in a higher power what what's your take on that um yeah, I, I understand as far as uh, overt uh, occurrences, you know, that an atheist might have. Right. I don't think they would as likely see them. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest lies that the devil sells is that he doesn't exist at all. Right. And he'll maintain that until the end, mm-hmm. until he can't anymore. Uh, so, you know, if the true atheist, one that does not believe, yes, he's already fooled. Right. Um and is basically a puppet and can be used at any time, anywhere. Uh, faith doesn't even really have to come into it so much. Okay. Um, and the believers, yes, they're likely um, more apt to have a overt encounter, you know, a, an actual fight, uh, something spooky, scary. Uh, is It's, you know, theatrics. Right. They, they use... These, these types of manifestations just to spook a person, bring fear, exactly. um, make a make a fearful, you know, back down, run away, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Did I, did I answer the question? Exactly. I mean, I just wanted to some. I just wanted you know, the what this person. I wish I can't even remember who it was now, or exactly what website I saw it on, or I can't even remember where I saw this. No, I was looking at the computer. It made sense, and it. It was rational. I mean, it does mm-hmm. make sense in that term, in the way they worded it. Uh, a person who doesn't believe in anything is going, you know, according to the teachings, is going to burn anyway. So why would they waste their time on, you know, right. somebody like that when they could, their job is to bring the rest of the, the rest of the people, yeah. the true believers. So I just wanted to get your opinion because you know so much more than I do on the topic. Um, now, in the first episode I talked about was basically based on what is a demon. Now, from my, I'm going to kind of mention or kind of recap it with what I have believed and what I have found. But I wanted you to, if I missed anything or if there's something you wanted to add to it, lend your expertise to what is a demon. Now, according to my understanding, a demon is... An evil spirit, but the difference now I this is where a lot of religions and I probably part ways a little bit. I do believe in the spirit world. I do believe in ghosts, which you said you've never seen a ghost. But you know, and a lot of religious people do not believe in ghosts. And there's even some demonologists that believe everything that paranormal investigators or anybody that's experiencing activities, it's a demon. Ghosts don't exist because when the spirit when a human or a person dies, their spirit either goes one or two places, and that's it. Everything that we are encountering in the paranormal world when it comes to ghosts is actually just a demon. Now, I personally, my personal belief, I don't personally believe that, but I don't degrade anybody that does believe that. That's Everybody has the right to their own opinion. But to get to the point of what is a demon, so I wanted to separate that. Um, a demon is a non-living it was never a living person. It is an evil entity that never took human or never spent time or never was an actual human. Basically, you know, to in layman's term, there's angels, there's demons. 
And demons are essentially the angels that fell with Satan when he was cast out. Is there, I mean, is that pretty much the gist of it, or is there something that can be added to that? I don't think that's about the gist of it. Okay, okay. So I'm yeah, not... They're fallen angels. Right, okay. Um, now, uh, demons, now we talked We talked a little bit this a few days ago when we first talked. Um, demons, they never had a human body, but they can take human form or take other forms of, you know, animals. I know there's been a lot of, Reports and people, you know, black cats, black dogs, pigs, you know, they can take form and we they can manifest themselves to the living. Sure, in my um, experience. Yeah. Because that's this is going to lead into really what I, some one of the main talking points I want to get with you on is how how does a person that is experiencing some sort of paranormal activity know that they are dealing with or could possibly be interacting with a demon or how do they know that they're, you know, they might have a, a demonic infestation. Are there certain signs or? There, there's a number of signs that can happen or there might be none at all. Right. Uh, it depends on what you do to provoke it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, basically, uh, trust your gut, I would say. If you feel like you want to run away, and you are outright scared, there's something going on. Right. You know, I mean, uh, uh, aside from the normal, hey, I'm in the dark type of scared. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, there's, you know your normal scared feeling. Right. There's there's a um, horrible, um, it, it's worse than you've ever felt before. Right. Um, as far as, yeah, signs, there, there could be smells like rotten meat, mm-hmm. uh, sulfur, um, visual signs. Um, I don't know, kind of the extreme bleeding stuff. Right. Now, I've <laughs> also the, I've also heard you know natu- I've also heard naturally you know you might see blood dripping from the wall or something to that effect. But I've also heard in any kind of uh, any kind of, for lack of a better word, I guess oozing from um a, an object or the wall or the window. You know, even puddles of something on the floor, puddles of water, or which you know can be oftentimes easily easily explained, but I, I've also heard that that anytime you see any kind of liquid oily type substance, um, you know, essentially coming from somewhere it shouldn't be coming from, that is also a sign. I would say it is. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. most of my listeners probably would, re- you know, uh, the good old Zach Baggins from his little <laughs> his little movie, The Demon House, you know, with the mm-hmm. whole on the blinds, the oil or whatever, some kind of substance. That's you mm-hmm. know, just a kind of reference to my listeners because they would know that because they all love them, <laughs> which we'll, yep. we'll get into. We don't have to get into, but I've got into plenty about it. Um, mm. But that is always one sign. Now, if you have a, a puddle, yeah, of water by, puddle of water by the sink, that could, or by a dog's bowl, you know, it's not a demon. <laughs> the dog was just messy. Right. Okay. Right. Now, is there? Yeah, I, th- I think there's natural explanations for a lot of this stuff. Exactly. Because, you know, I firmly believe that, well, I'm coming up from from my, like I just said, from my point or my vantage point is I don't believe everything, I believe there is a difference. I believe we do, we do, we can't have interactions with a regular spirit. Now, whether these, of the dead, essentially, for, just to kind of separate it. So I don't believe a lot of 
a lot of what in today's society is be, is being called demons or demonic activity, I don't think it is. I think yeah. we are this society in today's whole with the culture of the paranormal reality shows. There's uh-huh. a demon up, uprising essentially just in their uh, the way people think of it. Everybody's a demon because okay. if you watch some of these paranormal shows, I mean, every week somebody's getting possessed. Yeah. You know? So, and I don't think it's nearly. I think it's more the exception, not the rule. Not to say it doesn't happen. It definitely happens. But I think some of it can be explained a little bit, and people jump the gun a little bit on it. Yeah, you better believe it. Without you knowing it, right? It's sad to say because you know I was just actually talking to my daughter about this. Um, the New Apostolic Reformation, that church, that, that big movement. It's it's a heretical movement. It's outright heresy. It really is. Um, that those that is doctrine of demons right there, right. is what they believe, and it's widespread. They believe everything is demon possessed. Right. If if you curse once, you stub your toe and you curse. Oh, you got to come in for an exorcism. You're, you're possessed. <laughs> well, that's kind of you know this you know? this is kind of my uh, you know where I separate or because I'm naturally an inquisitive person. I ask a lot of questions, mm-hmm. and for something for me to accept something. You have to explain it to me rationally. Now, if you explain it to me and give me, I'm not your typical American male where I'm dead set in my ways. If you give me a rational explanation or plead your case, and I can be convinced, I'm not mm-hmm. perfect. But oh, this, so you're an adult. <laughs> yes, but unfortunately, there's not a lot of adult males out there today. You know, you, people dig their heels in. Um, but this is where I kind of, kind of separated from religion and faith essentially because I'm, it seems like to me from my br- bringing my childhood from going to church with my parents, my grandparents were very religious. My mother's, ex- you know, extremely religious, but she's rational. You know, she accepts that, you know, she doesn't have all the answers mm-hmm. and you can actually have an intelligent conversation with her without, you know, actually next thing you know, you know, you're, you got holy water, being thrown at you because you're possessed. You know, she right. she will hear you out. I've always had an issue with the spirituality portion of it because a lot of religions say every time you cuss or any anything that you do or we as people do as that is considered bad or against God, it is immediately 100% a demon influencing you. Now, personally, I think that is a lack of responsibility. I preach to my daughters, take personal responsibility in your action. You have a brain, use it. Mm -hmm. I do not believe every little mistake that I make or, and I make plenty of mistakes on a daily basis, but I'm, it's my fault. It's not a demon pushing me in that direction to where there are some people that if you have one little, I I mean, like sin, yes, Mm -hmm. A demon We're naturally that, inclined to to the sinful nature, right? You no, know? demon didn't cause me to sin. I I caused me to sin. I made a conscious decision to do something that I knew wasn't right. And mm-hmm. every time I do something, I I know if I'm doing something wrong, I know I'm doing something wrong. But I've, you know, I'm, I did it anyway. Now mm-hmm. I do not think that's a demon that caused me to do that or whatever. Now if you say. For instance, if I'm driving on the road and a tree falls on me, 
Now, that might be more likely to be a demon, but it could just be a tornado or heavy wind. Right. You know, I'm more likely to believe that than I am. Every conscious bad thing I do is because of a demon. And that's kind of where I kind of pump right. the brakes a little bit and say, okay, let's just slow down a little bit. Right. Where I think it gets gets involved is in habitual disobedience. Right. Uh, when, when you're willfully, uh, with all your heart, doing something, either knowing it's wrong or um, just doing it because you absolutely love it. Right. Our whole heart and soul is just in that, like murder and exactly. rape. And I don't know. I, you know, I think it will reach the point where the demonic will get involved and attach themselves and influence your decisions even more, maybe mm-hmm. push you even further. Right. Um, they might even take control of you at one point. I don't know. Depends on your will. Right. But like you, I mean, I'm a, I'm a natural skeptic. I, I am skeptic to the core. I mean, <clears throat> for a man of faith, it's it seems a little counterintuitive, but I am a skeptic. Right. I, I don't jump to the conclusions that everything is is evil, right. demonic, or whatever. Uh, like you know, a rational, right. good philosophical argument backed up with some theology. Sure. Right. Yeah. You know. I mean, that is, I think that is a problem in today's society that people Im- immediately, there's such a fast food type mentality, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. I- immediately jump to the first, whatever, your first reaction <laughs> to something. I mean, just for instance, I'm from, I'm out of Ohio, and I'm sure you heard about the Cuff Calf kids in D.C. with mm-hmm. the whole Native American, the chant. Yeah. Cuff Calf is just 30 minutes south of me. You know, oh, wow. and everybody jumped I don't know the whole story, but every there's two sides and three sides to every story, and everybody mm. jumped and was wanting to crucify those kids when, you know, some mm. of them were probably being, were not, you know, they they needed some blame, but there was other sides to that story, and, but everybody took the first soundbite or the first video clip and mm. based their opinion on that instead of looking at the whole picture. They looked at one right. piece. Of, they looked at one piece of the puzzle. And but didn't look at the whole picture, and you can't. In the same, and that's true in religion. That's true in life. That's true in the paranormal. You need to mm-hmm. look at the whole picture, and just not yeah. one little sliver of one little piece of a puzzle. And that is right. That is telling generally what people do in today's culture and today's society. Yeah, and a lot of what we know about the paranormal is um, because of commonalities between cases and occurrences and. Mm-hmm experiences you know it's it's commonalities what what's happening most right yeah you can't jump to a conclusion that the first thing you see is uh, whatever right you know, well, it's preternatural you know and i'm not 100 percent sure that ghosts are real i believe you know in the spirit world and but i don't have all the answers i'm not right, right. you know i don't know is probably i've said it a million times on the podcast and in my natural life i say it all the time i don't know I don't. Sure. Ha- I don't have all the answers. I'm looking for answers, and I probably will never find the answers until that day comes when I'm mm-hmm. no longer walking this earth. Mm-hmm. But I don't have all the answers. And every, you know, I go out on a lot of investigations. I've had a lot of experiences that I can't explain, and I've had experiences my entire life, which you know, naturally, I'm not uncommon. Most people that are paranormal investigators or that are interested in the paranormal have had encounters or have been in situations they don't understand and they're looking for answers. Mm-hmm. But I'm not immediately every 
investigation that I go to, if I experience something, I don't immediately jump to a ghost even. There, you know, you have to look for a rational explanation because we don't have all the answers. Sure, sure. You know, and that's that draws a lot of people to ghost hunting. Right. As a matter of fact, is this seeking out that uh, that secret stuff, the the unknown. The, right. Um, it it we're curious. Mm-hmm. People are curious. You know. Yeah. I, I think God calls us to be philosophers, basically. You right. know, love, pursue wisdom. Right. And uh, you know what? That's what we do. We just constantly seek, seek, seek. It just, that gets some trouble sometimes. Right, because a lot of people just, they're seeking one answer, but they're not willing to look at the whole, one an, looking for one answer, you will find a thousand other questions. Right. But they right. focus in on one thing, and it's just kind of weird. Um. So, we are going, you are uh, an exorcist, correct? For lack of a better yes. term. Um, and I will, I definitely want to hit that topic here very soon but like we talked about identifying a demon how can a person go about protecting themselves either a paranormal investigator or before going on an investigation if there might be um some sort of demonic activity because i'm a firm believer that you know it's better to be safe than sorry um (laughs) Mm -hmm. or somebody that is spiritual and they just want to protect themselves or protect their home or protect their children from this activity. Cause I know when I first, I've always had experiences, but when I first decided to actually go out and search for answers, I was naturally concerned. My first thought was, okay, I just don't want to, I can handle anything that's thrown at me. I just don't want to bring anything home to my family. Right. You know, I can handle that happens. it. I can deal with a, a, a <clears throat> demonic possession myself but I don't want my kids to have to deal with it. Um, what can people or anybody do to prohibit or give themselves a better chance of not even going through that? Well, I would have to say uh, the best defense is a good offense. <laughs> um, prepare yourself mm-hmm. you know, beforehand. And, of course, I come from uh, the side of, of Christian theology, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Um, and in my experience, um, uh, religious objects, um, blessed objects, uh, tend to add some credence or bring some weight into the house. You know, they, they naturally are kind of pushed away from all that stuff, but it doesn't drive them away. Right. I think, um, ultimately prayer, uh, readying yourself, um, beforehand, rejecting all things that would be, I don't know, some people call it negative, evil, oppressive. Don't accept that into your life. Don't accept it as, or welcome, wel- don't welcome that into your house or into your life. Right. Uh, now, I believe, you know, it's dangerous for, in my experience, dangerous for unbelievers to mess around with this stuff. No matter what they do in the beginning, there's a really good chance they're going to bring it home. Right. Um, it's, it's the dangers of the whole playing around with it. Right. You know, um, and unless you know what you're dealing with, you're familiar with what you're dealing with, stay away from it. Right. Uh, so educate yourself. 
get to know what you could come up against. Right. Um, there's there's prayer. There's um, you know just basic prayer. Oh, Lord, protect me. Um, you could wear a Saint Benedict's medal, uh, Saint Michael's medallion. Um, some people think the miraculous medal. Um, there's uh, another saint. Uh, I just went blank. Mine just went blank. <laughs> it happens. It happens to me I'll all the time. Later. <laughs> um, you know, sure, but those are those aren't magic charms. Right. There, there has to be faith behind right. what you're wearing. Right. Yeah. You know, exactly. I mean, there's no such thing as a magic amulet or a charm or whatever. Right. I've recently came across this new podcast app because I'm an avid podcast listener, just like you. And if you like Ghost of the Night, I know you're going to love this app, and it's called podcoin now the really great thing about podcoin if you listen to podcast you might as well get something out of it and they will actually pay you to listen to podcast you're doing it anyway you might as well go ahead and get something out of it here's how it works you listen to podcast and you earn podcoin while you listen then you turn that podcoin in for gift cards at places like amazon starbucks target or if you're a great person, like I know you are, you can even donate the pod coins to charity. I mean, how cool is that? The more you listen, the more you will earn. So here's what you do. You download the app for your iPhone or Android, and I even have a special code for you. Simply use the code GHOST, and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. So go ahead and download the PodCoin app and use the promo code GHOST, like I just told you, and get 300 PodCoin and listen to all your favorite podcasts. I have switched and I am completely just using PodCoin for all my podcast listening needs. So head on over and try it out and let me know what you think. All right, that was my first part of my conversation with Reverend Connell. It was, I mean, the rest of it is really great and we kind of move into things such as exorcism, but I think he really hit on some valuable points that you definitely need to take away from this podcast, and that is, you know, to identify um, any kind of demonic activity, you have to trust your gut. And if you feel something's off, you definitely have to go with your gut. Now, when you get things such as the smell, you know, the putrid smell, the sulfur, or any kind of bad odor along with that gut feeling, or any kind of activity that might be going on, whether it be full body aberration or something along the lines of, you know, a voice or EVPs or knocking, you know, you need to take seriously and maybe talk to somebody in your area. And also when it comes to protection, he really hit on something that I stress a lot and that is strength. Now, strength and faith are the two best ways to protect yourself in any of those situations, but it doesn't matter if you have, whatever you believe, it doesn't matter. Just draw strength on that and you will be in much better position to handle anything that comes across or enters your home or attacks you in that in that way and I can't preach that enough you know the stronger you are the better off your odds of coming out this other side of this and being successful now the rest of this conversation I had with him I will definitely play probably next next week you will we will touch on some other stuff. I think we're going to move into the realm of um, the exorcism portion of it because, you know, that's fascinating to me. I've never actually talked to a uh, 
demonologist that was an exorcist. I've never seen an exorcism performed. I pretty much, you know as much as I do about it. I've been doing a little bit of research, but we're going to learn together. So thank you once again for checking out the podcast. If you want to get a hold of me, you can do that at GITN podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at night underscore ghost. We're also on Instagram at ghost underscore night underscore podcast. We're on Twitter as well at ghost of the night. Be, those are probably the best ways to get a hold of me. Twitter, I do do a lot of uh, updates on the show. So if something's going on with the show, that is probably the best place to find out what's going on. Now, Reverend Connor can be found on Twitter at TC Outlet. Uh, he is also doing a research study where he's looking for actual documented evidence of paranormal phenomena. If you want to help out, you can reach out at him on Twitter or you can visit his website, hauntedsoul.org. So if you have an experience and you want to help him out and be part of his little case study there, be sure to reach out with him or you can let me know. Reach out to me and I will pass the message on to him. If you got something, let us know. Next week, we will talk about exorcism, and we will see you then. Take care, everybody. Bye.